Hi guys, this is your host Ola and welcome to the All Things Money podcast where I'm here to discuss all things money from budgeting, saving, investing and everything else in between. I think we are all aware of the fact that inflation is currently on the rise, both in the UK and globally. So because of this, it's important to understand what high inflation rates mean for your money and what you can do to help tackle the rise of inflation. So to help me discuss all of this and more, I am back with my friend Ryan, founder of Making Money Simple. Hello, Ryan. Welcome back onto the podcast. How are you doing today? Hello, Ola. I'm all good, thank you. Thank you for having me back on. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm enjoying the sun. Yeah, I've been very hot recently. Last Literally. Friday, 30 odd yeah. degrees. Yeah, so I'm hoping it lasts. And yeah, I'm just enjoying it, taking it in my stride, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, it's an absolute pleasure to have you back on the podcast with me today. Um, and obviously for those who haven't listened to our um, last podcast episode together, that was like over a year ago now. That was, us, I think it was like the podcast. Was it that long ago? Ever. Yeah, it was oh the podcast. Oh my God. Second ever episode. I think we're now like 53 or 54. So yeah a long time ago so yeah so I'm assuming many people probably haven't heard our um, podcast episode together so please introduce yourself to everyone listening yeah so my name is Ryan Uh, I run a platform called making money simple as Ola said it's all about trying to break down personal finance investing and then get people investing as well as other concepts like inflation which we're going to talk about today so yeah that's making money simple in a nutshell brilliant and obviously before we delve into all things inflation what made you start making money simple I was interested in personal finance and investing at uni, read a few books, also read about the importance of a side hustle Mm -hmm. and other income streams, that sort of thing. So then sort of combined the two, started in 2019 when I was 21 and now we're still going three years later. (laughs) And how big is your platform now? Like it's blooming huge. Yeah. So yeah, Instagram and TikTok are my main two. Instagram's like 45k, TikTok's like 40k. It's insane. Put me to shame. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, try and do my best. (laughs) No, you are smashing it. So obviously, guys, again, we'll obviously talk about making money simple and where to find him later. But obviously, it's a great platform, which is why I'm very excited to have you on, Ryan, because you always share really good tips and information. So obviously, I feel like in the news almost every other day now, um, obviously, we're hearing about inflation and how it's on the rise and that we're obviously in a cost of living crisis, which obviously isn't great. And obviously, for those who are new to the concept, what actually is inflation? So this is actually very lucky. I'm actually reading a book at the moment about the, because I, re- I do quite read quite a lot of books. Just a little bit. <laughs> it's about the economy, right? And I've actually got like dictionary definition of inflation here. Then Go we can on. obviously talk about it a bit more. <laughs> but it says a persistent, substantial rise in the general level of prices related to an increase in the volume of money resulting in the loss of value of currency. So essentially, there's quite a lot of jargon in there, but what it means is it's the general level of rise in prices over time. Mm -hmm. And then importantly, that then means your money is then worth less and less over time. So there's actually another bit in this book where, which shows that over the last 100 years, the pound, so sterling, has Mm -hmm. lost 99% of its value. 99? Yeah. So you look at like other asset classes, as we're going to get onto, maybe like house, house prices, stock mm-hmm. market prices, even cryptocurrency in the last like 10, 15 years. Some of those have gone up hundreds, if not thousands of percent, yeah. whereas currency like the pound, the dollar, the euro, they're all the same, lose pretty much 99% of their value over the long term. And that is because as yeah, prices go up and that normally is because governments print money. So they print money, there's mm-hmm. more supply, it's worth less. And then as a result, 
the value is less. So how it sort of works in practice in more practical sense is that if you look at like a, a pint of milk or a loaf of bread, that might have been 5p 30 years ago mm-hmm. and now it's 50p a pound. And that essentially is, yeah, the rise in price levels of just general items. It's actually a, a good point to say is that like, and it's quite interesting, it says this in this book as well, is that everyone will have a different personal level of inflation. So it depends right. how they measure it is. It's called CPI. And they take a basket of about 700 goods or services and then over time measure them. But there mm. are some random things in there which you'll never buy, like windbreaking equipment or some weird example. Yeah. <laughs> so your personal level of inflation, depending on what you buy, might be more or less. Um, but yeah, it's essentially prices rising over time. And as we'll come on to probably, it's risen quite a lot over the last sort of year or so. Yeah, yeah. And I think at the time of recording right now, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, it's around 10%. Is it 10% now? I think it's 9%. Nine, yeah, 9, 10%. Well, 9%. And I do think, I'm, I mean, I do assume it's going to be going up to 10 relatively soon. But I think yeah. what you what you said is a very good point in the fact that it is quite like relative to your spending. Because I know there was a tweet that went viral like a couple of months back and some person, well, the lady was like, inflation definitely isn't, this is when it was, inflation was at 7% at the time. And she said, inflation isn't 7% because my cost of um, shopping is definitely way more than 7%. So again, yes, you know, we have this like one numerical value of inflation, but realistically in very many aspects and very many items of services that are going out right now or being sold right now, it's definitely a lot more in some cases. Would you agree? I agree. It's much more even like basic rice, basic pasta, like Tesco mm-hmm. basics. I think there was, I saw a tweet like ages ago, like they've increased by like 300% or something crazy yeah. in the yeah. last two years, which obviously is a lot more than 9% or what inflation currently is. I mean, it's worth saying that the government is probably in their best interest to like, make, so their target is 2% inflation. Yes. So I guess it's in their best interest to keep it as close to that as possible. Another way to measure inflation is RPI. And that also includes housing costs. And as we know, housing prices, housing costs have gone up massively. Mm-hmm. So that's even higher than CPI, 9% inflation. But yeah, I think real inflation, even like a pint in London. Oh gosh, don't get me started on the alcohol. Like, <laughs> six quid pretty much wherever yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were out, I was out last weekend and I think my friend paid £7.90 or something for a pint, which was just... Yeah. So Unless it's got gold in it, I don't really know where you're paying seven pounds <laughs> for a pipe. But anyway, we move. But yeah, no, like you said, it is obviously quite scary. But I think touching on that point as well, I think it's really important that in some cases inflation isn't always bad. I think in this circumstance, inflation is obviously not great because obviously nine percent is a huge numerical value and it's the highest it has been in years. But like you said, ideally the government always does want around one or two percent inflation because it shows that the economy is expanding. Yeah, the government essentially want 2% inflation. So the f- first of all, because it's better than deflation, yes. which is then when prices start falling and then they worry that people are going to stop spending. Um, inflation also means that people then have to do something with their money. They have to invest. And as you say, try and do something productive because otherwise everyone would just save their money if inflation yeah. was negative. But then finally, and like most selfishly, governments want inflation because, and as we'll get onto like who inflation is good and bad for, inflation is good for governments because it erodes the value of their debt so we can come when we talk about like what impact it has on our finances there are mainly bad impacts but there are good impacts Mm -hmm. and the governments around the world often are the biggest holders of debt and inflation erodes that debt over time yeah so there are some benefits to them 
they're not just like keeping it at 2% out of the kindness <laughs> of their heart. They are getting a Literally. lot of <laughs> out of it from all the borrowing they do. No, exactly that. And obviously we'll touch on that shortly. But obviously, I think another question people have at the moment is obviously, yes, inflation's on the rise, but why has inflation risen so high recently? Yeah, so the main reason is because during COVID, during the pandemic when it first started, pretty much all major central banks printed loads of money. So I think the UK Bank of England printed about 500 billion. Wow. The US Federal Reserve printed trillions. I think the European Central Bank also printed hundreds and hundreds of billions. And as we mentioned sort of a minute ago in a definition, as there's a higher supply of money, mm-hmm. I guess its value then starts falling. But that then means because there's so much money in the system, yeah, inflation people then have more money they spend more and then slowly prices start to rise and almost it was like a delayed effect because there's loads of money printing nothing really happened for a while but then i feel like as the world sort of opened up people started spending money it was then like boom inflation just started shooting up and it's pretty much been going up every single month i think for the last like six months to a year because for so many years as well people forget there was such low inflation and now it's gone the complete other way where i think it's now the highest inflation in the uk for like 40 yeah 45 years something like that yeah like 40 years, I think I saw a headline, which is just insane. Yeah. But and like- it's mainly because of the money printing from all the governments around the world, which they had to do in some defense to like help the economy during COVID. Mm-hmm. But now it's having, as expected, negative consequences. Yeah. And like you said, it's now these delayed effects we're now having of the pandemic. Like I remember in during the pandemic, like petrol was like 99p a litre. And I, I think when I last went out this afternoon, I think it was around pound eighty nine for petrol. And it's yeah, just it's crazy insane but obviously you know with that being said guys all of you listening yes inflation might be bad but it also might have some um, positive effects as well so obviously ryan i'm here to ask you what impact does high inflation actually have on our finances i feel like a lot of people now know yes inflation is happening yes it's risen a set amount because of x but actually what does that mean for our money now yeah so i feel like so the bad effects first of all is on savings and wages so with savings so essentially any money sat in a bank or under your mattress, it does get worth less and less over time because inflation is normally around 2%. But now inflation is 9%. That's going to speed up the devaluing of your money massively. So I think at 9%, the value of your money loses value every, I think it's like less than 10 years. Oh, wow. So I think it's every eight years. So just say, if I mean, inflation obviously fluctuates over time, but if inflation stayed at 9% for the next, 10 years if you had 10 grand in the bank that'd be worth less than five grand um yeah (laughs) so that's the first that's the main negative another one is on wages as well um Mm. so i hire most people maybe get like a maybe two to three percent pay rise per year um which is normally in line of inflation but now obviously any pay rises recently or going forward which aren't nine percent are actually wage cuts because yeah. if you get a five percent pay rise obviously that's good you're getting more money but it's still not keeping up with inflation mm-hmm. so it won't massively help out with the cost of living that are two main things the one reason why inflation is good as i mentioned is in terms of debt so people for example who have property a mortgage um that debt is going to get eroded a lot quicker and that is one of the although i don't have any properties myself that is one great benefit of property investing mm-hmm. um, and I think I made like a reel on this before is that essentially house prices usually go up by a bit more than inflation but then it also then erodes the value of your mortgage at nine percent a hundred k mortgage today is going to be worth less than 50k in yeah. 10 years time even if you don't pay a penny um, so it's good for borrowers 
but obviously it's very bad for savers. So it depends. Mm. I feel like most people on average are a bit of both. Yeah. But yeah, that would be the main impacts that proper that they will have on normal people, wages, houses, and then savings. Yeah. And it's interesting you said that people on average typically get two to three percent increase. I mean, I don't actually know anyone that's actually had that big an increase in ages and again we'll mm. talk about you know what should people be doing um with their money shortly but yeah i think just before i quit my job in september i think my pay went up like one percent one and a half percent which face value might be like yes i've got a pay rise but again like you said it's been eaten away by yeah. inflation that not- won't even cover my petrol <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's not and with all the other things that are increasing as well mm-hmm. energy petrol as you say even like subscriptions like netflix Spotify. oh yeah yeah i forgot about netflix increasing actually oh, national yeah. insurance dividend tax everything's going up other than my stock market portfolio <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not even funny it's actually really bad like i know and, and i know i shouldn't be laughing right now because obviously it is actually a very stressful situation for a lot of people but i think it's also good to kind of take stock at the fact that we're all in the same boat with this like it's not you know, inflation is only affecting like, the poorer people in society. It's literally having an impact on everyone, UK and globally as well, which I think is something to take it. Like. Yeah, it does impact everyone, but it does disproportionately more affect poorer people. Of course. And more people who, first of all, won't be investing. So they won't be benefiting mm. from asset price increases or house yeah. price increases. And also, generally speaking, inflation is like almost like a regressive stealth tax because it impacts like the basics that you need to buy. True, very true. So yeah, it it does impact everyone, but it still does impact the poorest, the worst. Yeah, yeah. But there are some things you can do, which we'll come on to, but yeah. That's, exactly. Yeah. And this is why we have Ryan for Making Money Simple, because obviously, <laughs> yes, we know about all this going on. It's really important to know and understand what you should now be doing with your money. So Ryan, what should people be doing with their finances now that inflation is on the rise? So, I mean, the first thing obviously to know about it is good because you'll actually do something you're on the wake mm-hmm. up in like 10 years time and half your savings have gone. Yeah. I mean, the first thing I'd say is you need to start investing. It's a bit difficult saying that because the stock market, crypto, a lot of the markets have been falling so far this year. So it almost seems counterproductive. Why would you invest? Mm-hmm. But really, by actually starting to invest, you will, you should be inflation long term. We can come on to invest in a bit more detail and like the approach that I use. But yeah, investing over the long term is one of the best ways to beat inflation. Even inflation was at 2%, say a few years ago, savings accounts were still only giving 0.1%. You can't save your way to like financial independence. You have to invest to try and beat inflation, even though it seems bad now because inflation's up and the stock market's down. Mm -hmm. Starting to invest is, yeah, the first thing. The second thing is increasing your income, which also sounds obvious. But if you can increase your income, you know, you can do things such as like, I mean, if you're maybe like a teenager, like washing cars, dog walking, mm-hmm. newspaper round, football referee, online tutoring. <laughs> you can do things like we've done where you essentially like start a side hustle, a brand about something you like. And then over time, you can like monetize that by yeah. selling products or doing brand deals. Now as well, the job market is so buoyant. If you're like old enough to work, mm-hmm. it's, I don't think there's ever been... There was like called the great resignation over yeah. COVID where so many people quit their jobs. There's now literally more jobs than ever. And it's quite easy to whatever field you're in. I'm in finance. So in finance, you can move to another job of higher pay if you wanted to. Worst comes worse, you could take on a second job. Not ideal. But of course, if you want to try and earn more money to then not just meet the cost of living, but then invest. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say increasing income and investing are probably the two answers to most personal finance problems. Third thing you can do is try and cut back your expenses. 
but it's obviously quite difficult because everything is increasing mm-hmm. and you don't want to cut back. You can try and cut back like your luxury expenses, maybe like eating out, that sort of thing. But then going out, nights out, clothes, but you don't want to cut that back too much. Then you're just not going to be happy and have no yeah, joy. So exactly you want to try that. and find a balance <laughs> between all three of like cutting back a bit, investing a bit, trying to increase your income a bit. And then hopefully collectively that can then mean you can live day to day and also yeah, invest for the long term. Yeah. Thank you for sharing those. I also think adding to the trying to generate more income is actually negotiating a pay rise because I think that's something a lot of people don't do. And it's actually a lot easier than some people may think. Like you said, Brian, that the market for jobs is so buoyant at the moment. There's so many jobs out there that a lot of people are actually really, um, a lot of companies are struggling to retain their staff. So, I mean, most often than not, a lot of the employees now have a lot of bargaining power. So if, you know, you're you're currently loving your job, but you know your salary isn't necessarily making ends meet then it's always kind of good to see if you can speak to your employee to see if there's anything they could do and definitely reading up on the market about what your job's currently going out for at the moment in the stock in the stock market in the job market <laughs> and see what you can kind of do there and see if you can negotiate that way too yeah good good extra addition thank you very much ryan so yeah and also like you said investing in the stock market as well like ryan said yes okay we've seen that you know there's been a crypto crash there's also been a fall in the stock market as well a lot of people are saying we're now currently in a bear market but what i like to see as an opportunity to invest as is now a stock market sale so i mean this is something i did at the time of the pandemic i started investing a lot of my money when there was a stock market crash a lot of people were panic selling so i saw it as an opportunity to buy and yeah like ryan said my stock market portfolio has now well significantly increased as a result of that so that's something you may want to consider but obviously as we have the investing guru over here (laughs) ryan i'm here hopefully ryan will help share some tips and information on how you guys can get started as a beginner if you haven't already started so ryan how should people get started with investing as a beginner so in terms of like getting started investing, there's a three-step process that I talk about, Go which on. I mean, I've known you for years, so you've probably heard this like a million times. <laughs> and I've read your book. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, so first we need to have a platform, then step two is an account, then step three is an actual investment. And I know, I think we both prefer sort of funds or index mm-hmm. funds. So first of all, the platform, you need an actual platform to open an investment account on. So someone you might have heard of in the UK, Vanguard, Hargreaves, Lansdowne, trading two on two free trade eToro that is essentially a platform you need to actually then make your investment when you open up that platform you then have to open up an account so the main two types of account in the uk are a stocks and shares isa and a pension um, i feel like everyone sort of knows what pensions are mm-hmm. um, but a stocks and shares isa is another type of account and um, they work slightly differently but generally speaking if you want to try and retire early before retirement age it'll be worth looking into a stocks and shares ISA because they're flexible. You can withdraw the money whenever you want and any money you put into them grows tax-free. You can go into a lot more detail on the type of accounts, but I would say, yeah, go down the route of a stocks and shares ISA. And then step three is an actually picking an investment. So that could be an index fund, an ETF, a stock, a REIT. There's a lot of options, but personally, I keep my approach as simple as possible and just use one global index fund. So in my stocks and shares ISA, in my lifetime ISA, in my workplace pension, in my private pension, I just have one global index fund in every account. I'm not interested in having like 50 stocks or 50 different funds and trying Mm -hmm. to keep on top of them all. It's obviously busy working, specializing, (laughs) side hustle stuff. So I just have one global fund and then I invest automatically and regularly into that fund every month. 
I've been doing that for years. And whether there's a crash, a boom, a recession, whatever it is, I'm going to continue doing that. It's also worth, if you can, financially educating. So people say that word quite a lot. You don't really learn much about personal finance and investing from school Mm -hmm. or from home. So you need to sort of take some responsibility and self-educate. So listen to this podcast listen to other podcasts, watch YouTube videos, follow us on Instagram. Some books, always a good idea. So some good books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Classic. To be rich. (laughs) A little bit of common sense investing, Money Master the Game. That's probably the first four that normally come to mind. If I just haven't plugged your own book. And yeah, stop waiting, start investing. There we go. (laughs) Yeah, we're all about my approach, just in there. But then those books always give you a good sort of foundation knowledge. But yeah, investing is actually very easy. The hardest thing is just to carry on investing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are always sort of asking for like a crash, but now a crash has happened. And I imagine a lot of people have sort of stopped investing, but Mm -hmm. now's the time to actually invest more than ever because these are the lowest prices we've seen in crypto and stocks for literally years. Yeah. Well, especially in the stock market because it's been booming since 2020. So... Yeah, that's sort of a little very quick whistle-stop tour of how to start investing. No, that was perfect. Thanks so much, Ryan. But also, before we move on to the next section, obviously you touched on index funds. Obviously, there might be a few people listening right now and don't actually know what an index fund is or an ETF. Would you be able to explain that briefly as to what they are? Yeah, so when it comes to investing in the stock market, you can either you have passive investing and active investing. So passive investing is when you just track the market So the stock market, the global stock market, and then active investing is when you're trying to sort of buy and sell specific individual stocks like Apple, Tesla, Nike, there's hundreds of thousands of stocks. Mm -hmm. You're trying to sort of buy them in and out of specific points in time to make money. Index funds are a way to passively invest because all you do, for example, with a global index fund, what I use, you literally just invest into an index, a global index fund. It's got 7,000 plus stocks. And then as the global stock market then like grows over time. Of course, it goes down as well when the global stock market goes down. But hopefully over time, if you believe in like capitalism and innovation, the stock, global stock market should become more productive and innovative mm-hmm. and then your wealth grows with it. And that's passively over time. Whereas, yeah, active investing is when we're trying to like pick stocks individually or you give your money to an active fund rather than an index fund. And an active fund is trying to do the same thing if a manager buying and selling stocks. Mm-hmm. Whereas an index fund just passively tracks a diversified market and you literally don't need to do anything. Just set up an automatic regular investment um, and then go about your life. And then hopefully you come back in a couple of decades and you have a lot of money. <laughs> exactly that. That's the aim anyway, because like you said, Ryan, I also invest in, in, in well, index funds and ETFs, mainly ETFs is my like main two biggest investments. And I did the majority of my investments in the lockdown during the pandemic. And yeah, before this current like decline, I was up like 25%. And a lot of people were like, how are we up so much? I was like, well, because I shopped in that stock market sale. So guys, <laughs> if you are still a bit cautious, I mean, you know, this isn't an this isn't investing advice, but if you've always been intrigued about the stock market and when to start investing, then we always say yesterday was the best time to start investing. So definitely check that out and also check out Ryan's book. Again, all the links will be in the podcast description. But obviously, before we wrap up today's fine, um, today's episode, Ryan, do you have any final words of encouragement or tips for those currently worried about their finances right now? Yeah, I'd say it's obviously a bit overwhelming because everything is sort of going to pot at the moment. You know? <laughs> yeah. Prices and cost of living is going up and then the stock market and crypto market is going down. Mm-hmm. I think now is a good time to actually almost do like a financial review of yourself and see 
where you're at, see how much money you have in cash in savings. If you have too much, um, which is going to be losing out due to inflation, now could be a good time to actually invest it. Mm. Bitcoin's down like 50% from its all-time high if you're leaving crypto. The S&P 500, the, the US index fund, is down, I think, like 25% yes. um, this year. Global index funds are down 15 20% this year. Like everything, as you said, is at a discount on sale. So if you review your finances and have too much cash, now could be a good time to actually... Um, yeah, try and start investing. I think another thing is like budgeting. I feel like that's quite important now just because everything is going up and you won't really notice it if you're just swiping your card, like paying for petrol. Absolutely. Night out, doing food shopping. And then all of a sudden you're like three weeks into the month, not getting paid for another month and you've got no money. So I think I don't really budget as much anymore um, because I sort of know what I spend on things. But mm-hmm. I think it's still important to almost have like a rough outline of what you're going to be spending because otherwise you just won't make it to the end of the month yeah. just accidentally because yeah. things are like <laughs> double the price now yeah yeah but yeah i think it's more thing just like actually just start like start investing start reading some books start finance uh start budgeting and tracking your expenses you know doing all those things will only take literally a couple of hours to get set up and it's actually minimal maintenance um, mm-hmm. going forward and it'll make you feel much better about your own money and where you're heading rather than just leaving it up to luck from like the government or the employer no one's going to do anything for you. You'll do it yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah. No, you're so right. Thank you for those tips, especially when it comes to doing a financial review. And that's in all aspects. That's in looking at how much you're currently saving. Do you want to be um, saving more? Do you want to be saving less? Investing. If you currently invest, you want to invest a little bit more. Like we said, you know, things are at a discount at the moment. Or if you haven't started, then now might be the perfect time if you've got an extra bit of disposable income. And yet budgeting, you know me, I preach about budgeting all the time. So yeah, if you haven't got a budget, definitely need one. I think it's really hard like you said, with rising um, rising costs at the moment, it's really hard to live without a budget because, yeah, you could just tap, tap, tap and spend however much money, especially when it comes to petrol, travel. For me now, I only go out with my Monzo card and my Apple Pay. And I had to take my credit card off. I had to take my Chase account off and my Santander off because, yeah, it got a little bit like chaotic. So, yeah, <laughs> to bring it all down and bring it back down to and make it a lot simpler, I just go out now on Apple Pay with my Monzo card. Um, so yeah that might be a tip for some of you guys but yeah definitely a budget is really really important agreed amazing Amazing. well thank you so much Ryan for joining me on the podcast today it was great to have you back on sharing your wonderful knowledge as always hopefully you guys have found this episode really useful too obviously as I know a lot of you guys have been stressed about inflation and the rising cost of living but obviously before I let you go Ryan if people would like to follow you online would like to purchase your book where can they go to do so yeah no first of all thank you for having me on the podcast again Ola. really appreciate it yeah so my name across pretty much every social media platform is making money simple if you search that on any any like social media twitter tiktok youtube it will come up (laughs) yeah feel free to dm me any questions you have on instagram and i'll get back to you and try and help you out and then yeah the main thing to plug is my book stop waiting start investing which i wrote end of last year and essentially goes through a lot of beginner investing stuff like compound interest automation diversification and then goes into the three steps we talked about earlier so if you want yeah more detail on that in written form that'll be helpful but yeah any other question just let me know on instagram and i'll get back to you um and yeah it's been good to chat to you today all about inflation (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome i can vouch for ryan's book it is a good book so yeah definitely check it out i'll leave all the links in the podcast description and yeah thank you so much ryan Thanks, Ella. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the All Things Money podcast. For more All Things Money, make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast, and make sure you tune back in next week. <laughs>